How do you mean that? Well, I mean that there are the colors and the beauties, the designs, the beautiful way things appear. People themselves, dull people, but I thought dull, appear fascinating, interesting, mysterious, wonderful. But that's only the beginning. Welcome to Strange People, Weird Worlds. Let's get this show started. Shut the door and hope there's not animal chaos out in my house. That's what I'm hoping on mine. <laughs> I have two doors shut right now, so we'll see if we hear the beast. <laughs> All right, there. My phone's turned off, so that shouldn't be a problem. Oh, I totally, I'm not going to lie, I forgot that we were recording this morning, and I, like, woke up, made my coffee. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I got the email. I was like, email sent. I was like, ah. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I, um. Uh, I didn't even write an episode. I'm just going to have to... I mean, I have a topic. <laughs> I just... That's as far as it went. You know, sometimes that's all we need, though, to get a good episode. Yeah, you know, and then... Uh, yeah, I'll give this this website a shout-out or whatever. But. Oh, yeah, I'm just... Uh, I'm a busy, busy beaver. Busy, busy beaver? How's the house coming along? Uh, it's coming along fast uh, our whole living room's packed up um we set up a, a second living room in one of our upstairs bedrooms like a makeshift living room we bought our we brought our big ass tv up there and then we're just sitting on like an old mattress <laughs> we have the big ass tv that's what's important that's all that, that's the main piece you know <laughs> yes yes um so yeah the living room's all stripped down we just re-textured the walls it's all the bumpy stuff you see on your walls, and then you scrape it and knock it down so it's flat and bumpy looking. And mm-hmm. Then we'll paint over that. And uh, so, yeah, we're, like, taping and doing all the trim right now. And then we're just going to move through the house room by room, and uh, we're pretty close to being done after that. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, Florida's... Did you guys already find a place out there? No. Um, I'm just going to wait till we kind of sell the house and then look look to see what there is and... Be like, hey, here's a year's rent. Because we're we're just going to pay a whole year's rent up front. Oh, so you guys are going to be renting? At first, for a year, so we can check it out, see where, you know, we're we're scared to buy a house from across the country, you know? Yeah, that's understandable. I mean, my dad just went through the process and... Yeah, I mean, on top of not knowing, like, about the house and seeing it, like, we need a psychic to go through our house because... Florida's full of ghosts and shit, from what they say. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so (laughs) it it might sound stupid to some of you, but I'm I'm literally not buying a house without it being, like, psychically walked through, cleansed, all that kind of shit, because, man, how bad would it suck to just buy a house, and then it's, like, super haunted, and you're just fucked, like... And it's, like, not happy ghosts. And what if, like... (laughs) What if it's one of those things, like, everybody knows that house is haunted, and then me and fucking Miranda's dumbasses come buy it from across the country, and now we can't <laughs> sell it, and we're just fucked. It's like one of those situations where you walk into the old little village or the old town, and you're like, wow, this is such a cute place, and everyone's like... Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's everyone whispering about? Yeah. Oh, nothing. nothing. How do you like your new house? Yeah. The house right? on the hill. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, yeah, we're going to rent, and then... Uh, yeah, she's like, well, what do we do if they don't want to rent the house to us? I was like, babe, if we're coming with a year's worth of rent, they're going to they're gonna rent that house to us. 
Yeah. Money talks. No questions asked. Yeah, they're, they're going to be fine. Dogs, fine. But hopefully we can Speaking even get like, Florida. I get to be there in two weeks. Oh, nice. Very mm-hmm. nice. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll do some scoping out for you while I'm out there. Yeah, yeah. See if you see any <laughs> nice houses. Because, wait, you're going to St. Petersburg then? Is that where you're, you're uh, yeah, Tampa dad? area. Tampa area, yeah. Yeah, check it out. That's where we're going. So well, That's cool that you still visit there. So, like, you know, we'll be able to see each other once in a while. Yeah, who knows? Maybe, like, because I try to go out. I try to go out once a year to go see my dad. Yeah. Um, and then I'm out there for, like, two weeks. So, who knows? Maybe we could do, like, a little two-week episode. Yeah, right? Yeah, or, you know, if you don't want to stay with your parents, you could always stay with me and Miranda. There we yeah, go. Good old Which, I mean, I would very kindly accept that. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> Figure. Yeah. I, I love my dad. I love my stepmom. I love my fam. But yeah. they have a full house, and they have uh, two teacup Yorkies. They have a German Shepherd, a uh, Belgian Malinois, and then a Malinois Shepherd mix. Jeez, that's wilder than my house, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, two creatures. boy. Well, anyways, um, welcome everybody Welcome to Strange People, Weird World. Weird, 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 weird world. To, we should, maybe this week it should be called, because you know when I, when I titled the show, Strange People is supposed to be like us, strange mm-hmm. people talking about a weird world is essentially uh, kind of what I was thinking. Uh, so, but this week it's like lazy people, weird world. <laughs> Because Anya forgot we were recording, and I didn't write an episode, even though it's my turn. Uh, however, writing an episode does not mean I don't have an episode for you. It just means my ass was lazy. And what's kind of nice when you don't write the episodes, it's like an open for like open table discussion. Yeah, uh, the only thing I hate is when I don't write over the like when I'm reading from the website, like I do today, is usually when I, I fuck up and start tripping over words and stuff like that, or. Run yeah. into words that my uneducated ass can't pronounce. <laughs> so I, I was giving it, trying to give it a once over before we start. I literally like I. So when I write an episode, I start flagging articles, and I'll write the episode through like five, you know, four, five, six different articles. Mm-hmm. It, this is literally like the first good article I found, and then I got so distracted with housework, I'm just. We're going with this article. Hey, lean what I rock with. Sometimes you just need that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it seems to be pretty pretty well laid out. Um, this is we're reading from truenoirstories.wordpress.com. I think we've even used them before, maybe, um, or at least something at WordPress. I don't know what it means to be at .wordpress.com, but it's a um, so WordPress is like a blog. Oh, okay. Essentially, so it's probably someone who just has like a um, like a true noir blog. Okay, okay. So yeah, I think I think I've probably tapped into it before. Anyhow, we are talking about the lead mass case and mysterious deaths on Vintum Hill. Ooh. Uh, yeah, this takes place in Brazil. Oh, Brazil. Brazil. Sorry, that's a <laughs> it's a voice from Bob's Burgers. You ever watch that? Bob's. I love that show. <laughs> you, know, you know the one where um, uh, I forget the daughter's name, the older daughter. She's taking the uh, like dance fighting cl- class. Oh, uh, and, capoeira! Yeah, capoeira. <laughs> and the teacher just hoo ha Brazil, hoo ha Brazil. Uh, uh, really quickly, I saw one of those classes live. Really? 
Yeah, I was walking. So for our listeners, Denver does this art walk once a month. Well, they did when, you know, the world was in lockdown. But every single Friday, this huge road called Santa Fe would open up all of their art galleries. And I was walking by one time and I was like, what's that like upbeat kind of like kung fu music? And I look over and it's capoeira. It's a live capoeira class. That's awesome. I bet those people can kick some ass. Uh, Yeah, they were. I was watching them and I was like, I wouldn't want to fuck with them. Yeah, my... uh... My kung fu master, my ex-kung fu master, I haven't done kung fu in a long time, but he always said, because I did kung fu and tai chi at the same time through the same guy, but he mm-hmm. always told me tai chi is the most powerful martial arts in the world. Like, you know, that's the, the slow one, but it's there's so much, it's such an energy-involved thing. Like, I really believe him. You're pushing a lot of energy in yeah. tai chi. and if you just sped up those moves and actually knew, like, use them on somebody with the same energy power, it could be, yeah, ooh, Anya's showing off her... <laughs> Your awesome kung fu skills. What can I say? I'm trained in my mind. <laughs> in another parallel universe, I'm like fucking master. Fucking master. I uh, I'm a level. I got. I'm a level one kung fu or kung fuer. Kung fuer. Yeah, they don't do they don't do belts. It's like there's just levels. I think there's like five levels to the one I was doing. So I I got through level one. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so the lead mask case uh, on August seventeenth. Na- hold on before you jump into it. Hold on before we even get. Oh yeah, yeah. Goodbye, Gregory. Goodbye. That's, that's it's a, lovely seeing your face. Yeah, yeah. That's us stopping our video chat because we have shitty internet. Yeah, and we do it for you guys. We do it for you. We do it for you. Alrighty, um, and now I'm not looking at the page, I'm just looking at the, the scrolly, the, the, the line thingy, the recording line. <laughs> Anyhow, on August 17th, 1966, two, Brazi- two Brazilian electronic technicians, uh, gosh, I hope this is Manuel, uh, M-A-N-O-E-L, Manuel, Manuel. Ma- Manuel. It's probably Manuel. I'm going with Manuel. Uh, Manuel Pierre da Cruz and Miguel Jose Viana took a bus several hours from their home in Campos de Goitacazes. Oh, God, I didn't get to practice any of this. Oh, my God. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> me. <laughs> yeah. To Rio de Janeiro. I know how to say that one. Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. That's the one with the big Jesus. Jesus. Big old Jesus. According to family, they made the trek in order to procure materials for work. Upon their arrival at 2.30 p.m., they bought raincoats from a store and a bottle of water from a restaurant. The two men then proceeded to travel to a remote area of Ventum Hill, a location known to paranormal enthusiasts as a UFO hotspot. Oh. <laughs> the men would never be seen alive again. Bum, bum, bum. And that's our story, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in this wow. week. Wow. Round of applause. That's a great <laughs> story this week, Greg. I am, like, truly appalled. You just really outdid yourself. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> when I go all in, I go all in. Uh, uh, what? 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 On the, after- what did you say? <laughs> On the afternoon of August 20th, 1966, 
A local teenager found deceased bodies of Manuel and Miguel lying next to each other. The men, no. the men were partly covered by grass in the brush. Each wore a formal suit, a raincoat, and a hammered eye mask made of lead. Oh, oh. Weird stuff. Oh, my. So somebody put that on them? Uh, you know, you don't really know. And I've, I've heard different ways uh, it's found next to them or on them. Uh, like a hammered I, eye mask, so... Not hammered on them, but picture, like, just your standard black sleeping mask, like the mm-hmm. shape of that, or just, like, you know, like, you know, your standard Ray-Ban sunglasses, just that kind of shape, and it's just a, a solid lead shape like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Just missing, right. yeah, just missing, like, if it were glasses, they're just missing the arms going backwards. Okay, that, now I got a better visual, because I was like, that's gruesome as fuck, what I just pictured. Yeah, they're not, like, hammered to their heads or anything okay. like that. No, no. Good no. thing we cleared that up. Whew, yes. Moving forward. I, uh, this, this is not strange people weird gore fest this week, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can never be too sure anymore. Just, just a couple of dead bodies, not too bad. <laughs> just a couple of dead bodies. Just folks, a couple of dead guys. It. Hey, hey, forget about, forget about forget it. Forget about it. Forget about it. No, no. Oh, we have a good time. We have a good time. Oh, that's a shot in case you haven't been paying attention. We haven't done that in a while, but you guys still we gotta, haven't. You still got to take a shot. Yeah. I don't care what. Time. Whatever you're drinking, just take a shot. Yeah, okay, I'll take a cup of my coffee. There you go. Uh, in a small notebook found at the scene, the following cryptic instructions were written. 1630, estar no loco determinar. Just kidding. I'll give you the English. <laughs> at 4.30 p.m., be at determined place. 6.30 p.m., swallow capsules. After oh. effect, protect metals, wait for mask signal. And that's all that was written. Interesting. Okay. So, so it's almost like they're a part of some type of like. Some, something's going oh on. There's this. Oh uh-oh. Oh my god. The creature got loose. Oh no, there's, 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 right. there's a cat loose. Yeah, oh, hold on. Hold on, everybody. Hold Get on. out of here. They banished my love. These are going to turn into some. Right, of our, we're good. These are going to turn into some of our best segments. Just on you getting rid of the cat. Without any semblance of a physical alteration or struggle, and no discernible trauma to the bodies, authorities were perplexed by the case, making the situation even more mysterious. No toxology. No toxology tests were performed. I think I read that kind of weird, but anyways. Yeah, making the situation more mysterious, they did not do toxicology tests, from what I hear, and that's what they're about to say. Due to overcrowding and understaffing at a local coroner's office, the bodies were not even put into cold storage. So by the time the autopsies were performed, the men were too badly decomposed for reliable testing. And ultimately, both deaths were declared cardiac arrest. So we have no clue what might have been in these pills they swallowed. They ruled him out of cardiac arrest? Yeah, yeah. What? So, you know, undercrowding and un- overcrowding and understaffing at local coroner's office. I mean, I, okay, I, I, 
maybe it's just me and I'm not a coroner. Um, but I think if you find two missing people and you find their dead bodies and they have like a lead mask and you find some creepy ass note telling him to swallow these pills and do all this shit, you maybe expedite those two dead bodies to the top of the list and take, I don't know, like a stab victim. Right. Yeah. But then again, I guess that's like moral and ethic code and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. Hey, I don't. That's just me. I don't know how they do things in Brazil. Ah, Brazil. But the materials for making the metal eye masks were found at the respective homes. But police were still unable to formulate reliable narratives surrounding the men's mysterious deaths. Hmm. Were Manuel and Miguel attempting to contact aliens in a bizarre suicide pact? Or did they accidentally overdose during a psychedelic endeavor to communicate with spirits? Could they have fallen prey to a cruel murder-for-robbery scam? Or, most likely, illegal business venture? Ooh. What happened to Manuel Piera de Cruz, Miguel José Viana on Vintum Hill? What do the enigmatic notes mean? And most interestingly, what compelled the two humble electric... What compelled the two humble electrical technicians to create metal masks and travel around for hours by bus to their bizarre deaths? Maybe I'm not picking up murder, like murder scam. What if it was just like they were a part of this like very kind of secret cultish group? And they had to execute out some like orders. Because a lot of times, like, when you're a part of those groups, like, you understand that, like, sometimes you have to, like, your life is going to be at stake. It's definitely a possibility uh, that they're they're following orders or that they got some sort of hot tip that they're going to see something. Or maybe they had been in contact with something mysterious that gave them instructions. It was the men in black. The men in black. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure they'll, they'll they'll be checking up on it. Oh yeah. Mysterious details. Ooh. Thirty-two-year-old Manuel and thirty-four-year-old Miguel worked in the city they lived in as electronic repairmen <laughs> at Camp Campos dos Goitacas. Takas. Ah, so close. So close. So close. Both were married technology enthusiasts with young families, and they were, by all accounts, close friends. According to some who knew them, the two had intentions of starting their own business together. Allegedly, while waiting at the bus stop, the men ran into Miguel's uncle by chance. They told the relative that they were going to Nitiro to buy a car. The uncle pointed out that it would be cheaper to purchase a vehicle in Compost dos goitacases. But I'm going to call that a CDG from now on. CDG? CDG. Compost dos goi. Damn it. Goitacases. <laughs> it's G O Y T A C A Z E S. Oh. Casey, think you're better than me. <laughs> but Miguel insisted that they were also attending to other matters in. Uh, Nitiro. 
Miguel also mentioned during this encounter that upon their return, the men were expecting to have some kind of definitive spiritual revelation. Religiously, both Manuel and Miguel were avowed spiritualists, and according to one friend, they were interested in attempting to contact extraterrestrials or spirits. <laughs> Other accounts describe Miguel as telling a relative he would soon be carrying out an important mission, but that it was secret. Allegedly, the men were found dressed in matching formal suits with homemade lead masks draped over their eyes. The eye masks were shaped like sunglasses but did not have frames, uh, frame arms or any other obvious means of securing them to the face. Neither mask had eye, eye holes, and according to accounts, a packet containing two wet towels was found near their bodies. One of the men had a notebook on his person containing lists of parts and other information related to their occupations as electronic technicians. In this book, the puzzling notes were found scrawled in Miguel's handwriting. So you see, like, number letter codes, um, things like that, written in this book. Uh, as far as anybody can tell, it is just codes related to their work, but who knows if they were using that as a secret language of sorts. Uh, yeah, especially if only those two are the ones that actually can decipher. Yeah. Uh, the instructions seem to indicate that Manuel and Miguel were meeting a person or hoping for an event. I, to me, it sounds more like hoping for an event. Almost every scribbled note is a command. Be at a specific location, ingest capsules, protect metals, await a signal. Why were these actions being notated? To what objective were they being performed? And most mysteriously, who exactly was giving the orders? I mean, they definitely had to have gotten, like, information from somewhere. Or something. Yeah, that's, something. that's why I think that they were working with, like... That's why I'm kind of getting maybe, like, a small group. It, it does feel like with the things they said to their family, it feels a little culty. Yeah, and with the with the notes, like... That's one where, like, maybe they were getting, like, they were getting fed this kind of, like, feed of information, but who's the source? So, yeah, to go backwards, the men were expecting to have some kind of definitive spiritual revelation and also, quote, he would soon be carrying out an important mission, but it was secret. Definitely a little culty right there. Cult vibes for sure. Yeah. An empty bottle of mineral water was also found at the scene. The bottle was determined to be from a local restaurant that Manuel and Miguel visited upon their arrival in Nitiro. The water bottle reportedly required a deposit to be refunded upon its return. The men opted for a deposit return ticket as if they thought, at least during the moment, they'd be returning the bottle later. Last seen alive... Bar at at Bar das Relvas, Relvas, at approximately four thirty p.m., which corresponds to the timing at the sixteen thirty be at specified location, which is four thirty. 
A waitress there remembered the two friends buying water. She described Miguel specifically as checking his watch often and appearing very nervous. Those are what we have for mysterious facts and details. Uh, The site kind of goes on to a couple theories here. This one says a spiritual misadventure. (laughs) (laughs) One commonly held theory on the lead mask case is that Manuel and Miguel intended to have a psychedelic spiritual experience and accidentally overdosed. Now, I don't know what psychedelic is taken in pill form. I I mean I'm thinking maybe uh, if you grind down if you if you grind down mushrooms enough I th- yeah or I think you can put them in capsules but maybe mescaline I was going to say mescaline that's the thing too is it's in Brazil so you got to yeah I'm like trying to think of what kind of psychedelics are very easily accessible over there Yeah back in my wild days uh one of my connections uh He gave me, I knew like the hippie king in Las Vegas for a while. Like if you were a hippie and visited Las Vegas, you got everything you knew through this guy. And uh, yeah, he gave me four mescaline pills and I lost them twice. Lost them, found them, and then lost them again. So I just assumed I wasn't meant to take them. I think that's a sign. Yeah, I was like, I guess I'm not taking those. Um, but yeah, so those are pills, and I don't know much about mescaline besides watching Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and I know they fucking trip balls on it in that, but, you know, movies are movies. I mean, that could be it, if it's in <coughs> pill form. Yeah. I mean, and now I'm curious to see, like, what are kind of the most used psychedelics over there. Yeah. Uh, especially in the 60s, you know, who knows? Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is, I mean, that was at the beginning of kind of, like, the psychedelic boom over here in the West. Yeah, that's, like, the heyday for it in America, so I assume it's going That was, like, pure stuff that they were probably taking. Yeah. Whoo! Fuck somebody up. Right. Some have rationally indicated that the deaths bear some resemblance to the Heaven's Gate suicide, where people killed themselves expecting to be carried away by aliens. The explanation is supported by the reference to capsules in the puzzling notes and has led... (coughs) Sorry. And has led some to speculate whether the men were experimenting with alkaloids, particularly LSD, the men reportedly desired to communicate with extraterrestrials or what Manuel or Miguel most likely considered spirits. Investigators reportedly found highlighted references to the intense luminosity of the entities they'd hoped to reach while searching their homes, which could explain their bizarre masks. So I guess upon searching their homes, it looks like they might have found some weird stuff pointing towards... What they're trying to contact or... You know, a lot of the times, too, when you, like, really believe in... And, I mean, I think anybody can agree, especially when you get into the rabbit hole of other entities and beings. uh, Sometimes you can lose yourself in this idea of, like, being able to connect with them and kind of... Yeah, yeah. 
So I mean, sometimes people do some crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. In that area, because it's just a very like it's a very consuming rabbit hole. Yeah, it, it can be. <laughs> so this kind of brings up the point I was also wondering, you know, about them overdosing on, uh, um, blah blah blah. See stuff, drugs, <laughs> uh, hallucinogens. Um, it says important. It is important to note that most deaths attributed to LSD are often ascribed to its altered behavioral effects, generally due to suicide, accidents, or dangerous behavior. Fatal overdoses considered considered particularly rare, as patients must have access to unusually concentrated forms of LSD. So, yeah, I didn't, I've never really heard of overdosing off LSD. You can just do too much and fuck your brain Have, up. like, a, yeah, like a psychotic snap. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, and, I mean, I, I've been, I haven't gotten too crazy into it, but I have some friends who have gotten, like, pretty deep into the LSD hole. Yeah. I've, and the worst thing that's happened is that they have, like, an extremely really, really bad trip and, you know, that they try to jump off like a balcony but it's never to the point to where like they feel that they overdosed yeah i've i've only yeah i've I've seen i've seen i've seen one really bad trip where dude just went crazy and uh yeah but and then i've you know i've had difficult moments where uh i've had to like get my shit together but uh, oh, we're getting. I just got a gift from Zoom. Running out of time, we've removed the forty-minute time limit on your group meeting. I never, we've never had a time limit. No, when we first logged in, I saw that it was a forty-minute meeting, and I was like, "What?" Huh? That's weird. I know that ever since uh, everything went to online and a bunch of people started using Zoom, Zoom started putting time locks. Well, I, I knew if you have. Meetings with more than two people, there was time locks, like when we did the show with Robbie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's never been a problem for just two of us. Just two of us. Two of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, back to the hallucinogens. Um, yeah, that's. Ah, I want. I I don't think it was maybe acid then in those I, in I, those pills. I don't think so either. Uh, authorities have released no confirmation or even suggestion of prior drug use in relation to either Manuel or Miguel. Oh. Though the reference to capsules is still suspect, there was also other mention of tablets in the notebook, and the notes regarding the tablets appeared to be more doctor's prescription than psychedelic to-do list. Uh, I guess it says, quote here, on Sunday, one tablet after the meal. Monday, one tablet in the morning on an empty stomach. Tuesday, one tablet after the meal. Wednesday, one tablet before going to bed. That's weird. It almost sounds like that's like microdosing. Yeah. Maybe they were, ooh, idea. What if whatever, whatever was in that capsule was just an extreme amount of what was in the tablets? It might and so be. they were taking those small doses in the tablets to prepare yeah. themselves for this huge, like, spiritual revelation that these pills were going to give them. Huh. And they had to go to this, like, sacred area, and they had to, like, perform the ritual. And then, you know, with the lead eye mask, maybe that was a way for them to, like, I don't know, completely disconnect from this reality and allow themselves to fully submerge into whatever trip they were going on. That's interesting, yeah. Uh, that's... Hmm. That's interesting, though. Yeah, they were 
prescribed to take those tablets once every day. Yeah. Or we don't know prescribed, but yeah, it's in a plan. Instructed. Yeah. Had the men been dosing themselves with drugs for several days? Or are these just empty scribbles of a scattered mind? None of the entries are dated. Could the notes have been referencing something else entirely? Regardless, if the reference capsules were illicit drugs, the botched toxicology may have rendered this explanation forever. Lacking in... Ah. I suck at this sometimes. Anyways. That's why listeners love us. Yeah, right? We're better than Joe Rogan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, shout out to... uh, Shout out to our to our listener out in the, the God's Land. God's Land, yeah. <laughs> it was like Ryarga, something like that. Oh, that made me laugh. That made my oh, day. Yeah. Um, that was a good iTunes review. Yeah, good that was probably review. one of the best ones. Yeah. Uh, bu- 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 also, murder by suicide. Another explanation for the strange deaths was that the men were somehow victims of a deadly scheme. By some estimates, the men should have had roughly around $1,000 on them at the time. This figure is quite substantial considering the era, as $1,000 in 1966 amounts to approximately 7592 in 2017. But local newspapers reported that Manuel only carried around $5 in his pocket, and Miguel approximately had 64 stuffed into a plastic bag. Hmm. Uh, you know, another thing, I don't think this site touched on it, but in the note it says protect metals. And they, they did have, like, wa- watches and other metal things that might have been on their body put mm-hmm. aside in a plastic bag. Interesting. And isn't it with, like, aliens? I, I, I Maybe my brain's, like, confusing too many movies and documentaries and stuff, but... Aren't like uh, I remember seeing that there was a correlation with metals and aliens, hmm. and it's totally spacing my mind. It's going to make me super grumpy because I'm going to remember it the second we <laughs> stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's something that like, God, what was it that they're very that they're attracted to metal? Let's see. Maybe if I remember, I'll put it on the Instagram. But that makes yeah. that would kind of make sense on why they're saying protect the metals. Huh. Interesting. And instead of using like a metal mask, they're using a lead mask. Yeah. It just feels like there's almost maybe some sort of effect that they may be trying to protect their bodies from, with like the lead mask to protect their eyes and all this metal off their body. Like, was there something they were expecting to like beam past them or? Whoa, okay, so when you do x-rays, when you go in for an x-ray, what do they do? They put a lead bodysuit on you to protect the rest of your organs. Uh-huh. What if, whoa, brain bazinga, <laughs> what if, and when you go in for like MRI and CAT scans, you're getting this large amount of radiation and there's a reaction between metal and um, the uh, rays that are being emitted from the machine. And so they put you, they have you put on like this lead thing and they have you take off all the metal. So what if it was kind of a similar effect? I don't know what they would be being like exposed to, but the metals and the lead, all what I'm kind of going back to is like x-rays. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe, 
maybe something that's like supposed to beam them up, like you just said, and like yeah. they have to protect their eyes because their eyes are very. I mean, that's like a very. Um, you need those guys. Yeah, it's very aqueous organ too. Yeah. Easily destroyed. I don't yep. know. This is very fascinating. Yeah. Well, some paranormal enthusiasts contend that the lead mask deaths were a consequence of successful contact with extraterrestrials. And there were reports of UFO sightings near the location that night. A local woman and her children claimed to to have observed a flying saucer above Vietnam Hill, which issued flashes of light in every direction. The mysterious surrounding deaths of Manuel and Miguel is rife with intrigue and possibilities. Due to the absence of forensic information and surefire investigative leads, Hopes of a concrete resolution are especially remote after the passing of over 50 years. Um, let's see. Adequate, adequately conveying common frustrations with lead mask case, Brian Dunning of Skeptoid.com asserted, quote, It seems possible that Manuel and Miguel were part of a group interested in triggering spiritual experiences with psychedelic drugs, possibly on specific hilltops and possibly expecting very bright lights along with the experience. And that's where I'm going to leave the story until... Ah. Ah. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for this case. Huh. Huh. Pretty weird stuff. Yeah, I have so many... Oh, that's a huge bummer that the toxicology report was never... Yeah. Yeah. He's never conducted. So you got guys acting mysterious with their families, taking mysterious directions, taking mysterious pills, doing mysterious things. And having a mysterious death. I mean... Oh, yeah. oh, int- oh, you, ah, you gotta believe in aliens for the last theory type stuff to work, but man, I kind of believe in aliens and yeah, that I, I know that lady wasn't the only person who reported seeing a UFO that night. And again, like I said in the beginning, this is considered a hotspot for UFO activity. Yeah. And like just the, the events leading up to it and everything that came into play to make that event happen that night. Really, really weird stuff. I want to know what drugs they took. Which is, what drove them to do this? What, where are they getting their information? Is is? And there was never any deaths reported, like that were similar to this before or after. No, there is. I've heard through the grapevine, and this, like somebody. I've heard it's unconfirmed, and I've heard somebody else say they were able to confirm it through, like, one Brazilian newspaper. And I think it was something maybe, like, 20 or so years later, but a person in the same field of work was found dead on a hill in the same similar fashion. What? But that's just hearsay. I'm not confirming that. Okay, that's no confirmation, but that would be, be, if that was actually true. That would be fucking wild. Yeah, and especially with, like, that 
field that they're in. Yeah. I wonder if they're getting like contact. I mean, of course, this is going to go off on a very far off theory, and you have to believe in aliens to even start to grasp this theory. But um, what if they were contacting individuals within that field because what they were, um, what kind of engineers? Just like electrical engineers, yeah. Electrical engineers. Hmm. Maybe they like needed something, and so they were contacting individuals specifically in that field, or maybe there was a cult in that field that nobody knew about, like, like a secret society. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who knows? I mean, protect metals. Like uh, they had a list of parts. What if they brought parts, um, and those are gone? You know, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I love these unsolved cases, but I hate them. Right. <laughs> Because <laughs> my defective cap just sits on my head all day. And I'm like, <laughs> well, hmm. unfortunately, I have to leave you guys just hanging like that. Oh, Greg. Yeah. How did you do that to us? <laughs> that was um, a good one, though. Wow. Yeah. I don't even think about that all day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do, uh, I got to keep this one a little bit shorter here today. But I think we're a good 40, 45 minutes in here. Probably Give prob- everybody a nice little thing to sit with. Yeah, we're on par with our quote-unquote mini-episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which we will s- see you, not see you guys next week for. Shablam, be Shablam. inside your head. Uh, make sure you follow us at SP Weird World on Instagram and Facebook. Make sure you check out the Revisited podcast that's re colon visited uh they just did nacho libre this week that was a good one oh yeah yeah i went back talked about the old jack black movie there um you can follow them at revisited.podcast i think it was i i told them i think i got it right last time i told you i think that's right too anyways give him a follow uh bionic limbs that's david's podcast you can check his music out he just released a new song and uh, you can follow our other buddies at all D20. And one more thing, you guys. One more thing. Go ahead and keep <laughs> it weird. Well, Protect your eyes. Protect your eyes. Nice.